You've heard the phrase, guess you had to be there. Is that true? Or is it a joke teller's excuse for an unfunny story or a funny one fallen flat? In reality, you didn't have to, quote, be there. If the story is told well, you'll get the point and respond with appropriate emotion. In fact, sometimes the story is better than being there because it is seasoned with time for reflection. The passing of days, decades, and centuries allow perspective to develop and possibly fuller truth to emerge. The Gospel writer John said, These things are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. So it is with the story of Jesus and his storyteller, John, the son of Zebedee, who was the last surviving member of the apostolic band. Now, according to most conservative scholars, John authored his gospel toward the close of the first century, when the church had achieved a measure of maturity, and when there was a need for an advance in the teaching concerning the nature of faith. The fourth gospel, then, contains significant material not found in the earlier three synoptic writers, that is, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Much of John's written record is theological interpretation, giving later generations a deeper understanding of the person and work of Christ. John follows an eyewitness, or John offers, I should say, an eyewitness historical perspective several decades after the events described, resulting in, I guess you could call a more complex understanding of Jesus Christ and the nature of faith. When compared to the synoptics, a a seasoned and, and, and even deeper truth seems to emerge from the fourth gospel. So, I conclude you didn't have to be there. Well, you couldn't have been. God sent his son into the world at a divinely chosen point in history. None living before or after that generation would be privileged to behold him in the flesh. Even if you had lived during the first century AD, you would have had to occupy a tiny plot of geography to even have the remotest chance of crossing paths with the person of Jesus. Though a few thousand residents in Judea, Samaria, and Galilee at the time actually saw the Lord, that is, if you count the multitudes he fed with a few loaves and fishes, most first-century Palestinian dwellers did not. Compare the liberal estimate that maybe maybe 10,000 people who may have seen Jesus, mostly from a distance, to the number of human births since the dawn of time. And by the way, that number ranges anywhere from 80 billion to 117 billion, depending on the research. But it's safe to say that your random chances of being in the right place at the right time to meet the historical Christ is at least one in 10 million. So it, it turns out it's a good thing you didn't have to be there. Think about it this way. For God so loved the 80 to 117 billion people of the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal everlasting life. John had his reasons for writing his expanded version or edition of the Chronicle of Christ. 
Even so, the apostle admitted in conclusion that his gospel represented only a fraction of all that could have been said with these words, there are so many other things Jesus did. If they were all written down, each of them one by one, I can't imagine a world big enough to hold such a library of books. So, why did John write the last gospel when three perfectly good ones, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, were already in circulation? The author anticipated and answered that question before we thought to inquire. He said, These are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. I recommend you read the Gospel of John. It will inspire faith, and I think you will agree. You didn't have to be there.